Okay, um, if you've got your Bibles, you could turn to Luke chapter 2, and I've asked Ali with us, you can come and do the reading for me. Um, need a microphone, actually. Bingo. We've got the brown, brown microphone. Here we go. Luke chapter 2, uh, from verse 4. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth into Galilee, to Judah, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with, with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So today, um, <coughs> thank you. That's my wife, Ali, by the way. <laughs> um, today, I, I had got, I'd had lots of, I've gone through lots of uh, ideas of what we sh- should be speaking on today. Um, I was going to talk about Judah and Tamar, which is a bit of a tasty story, if you've ever read that story. Um, and I'd, I'd got permission to steal someone else's preach off of them, uh, but I decided not, not to do that. I really, uh, I thought a few other different things, and I really felt God speak to me and say, speak on awe and wonder. Um, and I, I, just, I just felt that God wants to just to give us a gift of, of awe and wonder in Him, in Jesus in Emmanuel, God with us today. And so I'm going to speak for about 15 minutes, um, and then we're going to have a time of, of worship. Um, so I, we'll see how it goes. Um, but my prayer is that actually through the Spirit of God, there would be a sense of, of just, I don't know, adoration, of glory, of excitement, of thanksgiving to God for what he's done for us in Jesus. So that's my prayer, and that's where we're going to go. So I don't know what you... Uh, think about uh, around Christmas, whether you're the kind of person that just loves Christmas with all the trimmings. As early as you can, you get a Christmas tree, you stick on the decorations, you put up the lights, 
Maybe your house is already festooned with all sorts of exciting ornaments or, or whatever. The person who I think, I don't think she's here today, but the person who is most excited about Christmas is Charlie Carlisle. Uh, I want to see if anyone can beat this. She had her Christmas tree up by the 11th of November. <laughs> Any, anyone beat that? Can anyone beat that? That's wrong. Is that, is that wrong? <laughs> Paul says it's wrong. Okay. So maybe, maybe, but maybe you're like that. You're kind of really excited. As soon as you can get into, into, you know, into the loft or into the cupboard to get all that stuff out, you're just excited. You're like, yes, here comes Christmas. Maybe you prefer to limit your festivities to maybe a week or something like that. You're like, okay, we'll do Christmas, but just for a week, all right? There's one person I know, Pete King, who um, I love. There's a little game I play. If he comes round to my house in November, I'll just put on some Christmas music. <laughs> and if you blare it out straight away, he notices. But it's like a frog, you know, in boiling water. If you kind of play it quietly and see how long he lasts until he's like, that's Christmas music. And um, so if you try and say happy Christmas to him today, he'll be like, it's not Christmas yet. So maybe, maybe you're like that, a bit of a Scrooge, a bit of a... a, bit of a um, you know, perhaps, perhaps you're new to the UK and you're just trying to work this all out, trying to fi- just trying to work out what is, why, why is there, why has someone chopped a Christmas tree down and stuck it in the corner of the room? Or you've been thinking, you know, people keep saying they want it to snow on, on Christmas Day. If it snows, I'm going home. Maybe, maybe you're like, why, you, you just want, you want an old man to break into your house in the middle of the night. What? What is this tradition that you English people are doing? Maybe that's your experience. Or maybe, maybe you really struggle at Christmas time. Maybe you don't feel the joy that everyone else seems to feel. Maybe at Christmas, um, it's actually it's supposed to be a time of love and joy and peace and happiness, but actually it's a time of dread or a time of anxiety. Perhaps it, it makes you think, how on earth am I even going to get food on the table let alone this long list that my, my kids want or my, my friends want. Maybe that's, that's what, in reality, that's what Christmas means for you. Or maybe Christmas is, is not so easy for you because instead of being with the people you love, you just feel the isolation of it and you feel alone. And you're like, there's people that should be here with me that aren't here. So across this room, we've probably got like a spectrum of different experiences and expectations for Christmas. Some people, by the beginning of November, it's all go, 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 Christmas with all its trimmings. And there's some people here that it's just, it fills you with anxiety or dread or worry or sadness. So we've got a whole different raft. But with today, whether you love Christmas with all its trimmings, or whether you loathe it, my, heart, my hope, my prayer is that today you'll find a joy in Christmas that isn't dependent on Christmas lights or trees, that isn't dependent on the income you have or the circumstances you found, find yourself in or dependent on your past experiences. Today, my prayer is that you'll find a deeper enjoyment of the biblical promise of Christmas, that God would fill us all with awe and wonder, adoration, and celebration as we remember the coming of the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us. Isn't that an exciting time, Jesus Christ? So there you go.
It's fair to say that at City Hope, as you've noticed from the announcements, we take Christmas pretty seriously. Um, we've already had at least five different Christmas events. And I'll be honest, the first Christmas event actually happened in November. So, sorry about that. But we're not even halfway through. We've still got the big Christmas sing-along. We've got the beer and carols. We've got Christmas youth event. We've got um, Maltby Street, um, singing on Maltby Street. We've got a more traditional carol service coming out. And we've got Christmas Day. And then once that's all done, we've got our New Year's celebration. So there's a lot more to go on in terms of Christmas. So we're taking it pretty seriously this year. Um, and I want to explain why. There's two reasons. First of all, because we love to celebrate. Do you know the Bible is full of all sorts of festivals? And they're not boring times where people sat around and just religiously did stuff. They were times of celebration. They were times of uh, worshipping God and celebrating with the community, celebrating with the family. So, the, so the, the, the whole of the Old Testament is full of all sorts of exciting uh, celebrations. Now, Christmas isn't a, a, a kind of a, a, a celebration that we read of in the Bible. It came a bit later on, but it's the opportunity for us to celebrate all that God has done, that Christ is with us. It's an opportunity to think about that amazing moment, that amazing moment where the creator of the heavens and the earth. And in Colossians, it talks about that all things through Christ, all things were made, and in him, all things hold together. And that God who was and is and is to come, who has ever been, that one who created you and planned you out from the beginning of time, that, that God said, this humanity that I love is in a mess it's in a quagmire. It's broken. And so I am going to send my son. And Jesus said, I'm going to step into this darkness. And I'm going to bring hope and light and life to that desperate situation. That's a phenomenal moment. Immortal, invisible God becomes human and dwells among us. It's incredible. What a glorious, wonderful, awe-inspiring occasion to celebrate. In this, in this momentous event, it wasn't kind of secretly done in the background. In fact, we, we, we hear that an angelic host of angels came to celebrate. And they sang glory to God in the highest and peace to earth on whom his favor rests. Now, I imagine the scene to be like this. This isn't necessarily true. It's just my imagination. Okay, But I imagine this. God goes to the, to the angel and says, listen, I've got a, can you go and make a message? Can you go and take a message to those shepherds and tell them that the Messiah has been born? And so the, the angel says, yes, I'm, I'm really excited about that. But then a whole host of other angels come up to, to God and say, we're really excited too, can we go? And God says, okay, but be chilled. Let him, let, let, him, let him explain the message. Don't get overly excited. And so the, the, the messenger goes and he says, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Today in the town of Bethlehem, a savior has been born. Go and see him. And all the choir, the host of angels behind, they're keeping quiet. And then they're like, ah, glory to God in the highest and peace to men on earth. They just can't, there's an overflow of joy that makes them just want to sing and let people go. And then the, the, the shepherds, they hear this 
they hear this, this amazing announcement. And so they say, well, we better go and find out what's, what's going on. And then they go, they make them, get themselves to this stable. And there is the baby, just as they had been told. Messiah, the, the Emmanuel, God with us, he's here. And what's their response? They go, and they first of all, they go and tell a whole bunch of people. And then it says, the shepherds returned, glorifying God and praising him for all the things they'd done. So this understanding of they worship Jesus, and out of, out of response, it's like, we're just excited, and we want to celebrate, and we want to go and sing about it. So celebrating Christmas should be an, a, a, a time, not just of kind of tradition and yeah, this is what we do. We repeat these little things. It's a time of being in awe and wonder of, the, of this Jesus, who we know what happens later on, but he's Emmanuel, God with us. What an exciting time. So that's the first reason. We love to celebrate Christmas because it's an opportunity to celebrate and worship and adore and be in awe of Emmanuel, God with us. And the second reason we love to celebrate is because it's an opportunity to share Jesus with others. The angels came to the shepherds and they said, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. The Savior has been born. And just think about that. The Savior has been born. We sang earlier on, you came to set the captives free. You came to give us liberty. To, to take us out of our sin and out of our shame. And give us new life and new hope. That's what the Savior came to do. And this, the angels had only seen Jesus being born. And the shepherds had only seen Jesus in that little manger. And now we know the whole scope of the story. That Jesus grew. And that he conquered life. He lived the perfect life. And then when he died, he conquered death. And he rose again. And now he seats in glory in the heavenly places. That's the God. That's him. And we worship and adore him. What a great thing. So the shepherds, um, they hear this story. And then they, they, sorry, they hear the uh, angels kind of talking about this Messiah coming. They go and see him. And out of that, there's this bubbling over. What do we do about this? And we know that they worshipped. But the other thing they had to do was go and tell people about it. They had to go and tell people, the Savior's been born. And, and it says everyone around was amazed because these shepherds, who I doubt were that kind of excitable normally, are just telling everyone who will listen to them, a Savior, the Messiah, has been born. And they're full of joy and adoration. So, so we love to uh, celebrate Christmas because it's an opportunity to, to worship and adore Him and celebrate. And we love, to, we love Christmas because it's an opportunity to share Jesus with others. Do you know, that's why the band and the choir, do you know, they've been rehearsing, uh, you know, loads and loads over the last few weeks. Because in some ways, they want to kind of play the, the role of the angels who kind of just pronounce this amazing thing to us. They want to serve us and help us see something of the glory and the wonder of what's going on. And as they, as they use their music, music uh, you know, their instruments skillfully, and as they sing beautifully, there's this kind of sense of we're taken up with this amazing story. Those people cooking food at the, um, the party that we had yesterday, they, they wanted to do it because they want, they want a celebration to take place. And they want the food to taste nice so that people go, mmm, this is heaven. It reminds me of heaven. 
And, and, you know, you've got all of these things. You've got those people doing the decorations. They want us to be in a place that, where we're kind of thinking, oh, wow, we're part of something big and majestic and glorious and beautiful. That's why Charlie did this. It looks amazing, doesn't it? And it, it just kind of makes you feel like I'm part of a celebration. This is an exciting place to be. But I want to make a confession today. Maybe you'll identify with my confession, but I have to make this confession. I've been part of organizing City Hope Christmas events for a lot of years now, many years in different ways. And my motivation has always been to create a place where we, we celebrate Jesus and we, where we share this good news of great joy to anyone that's going to listen, just like the shepherds did. Whoever's going to listen, I'm going to tell you about it. Having said that, if I'm honest with myself, and I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, especially over this week, I feel like I've, I've lost something of the awe and the wonder of this story. I love Jesus. I deeply, genuinely, heartfelt, I desire that others would meet with Jesus. When I've been um, part of the band and stuff like that, my hope is that people would be kind of brought up to this place of, of adoration. So we're kind of fixated on Jesus. That's my, that's my hope. And, you know, in terms of preaching and telling the gospel to people, my hope is that people will be in awe of Jesus. But personally, myself, I'm like, I think it's got a bit technical. It's got a bit... Right, it's September. We've got to start thinking about Christmas. We want it to be a good one. We, we have a little phone call and a chat about Christmas. And, 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 it's, and I'm like, when was the last time I was amazed by this story? The incarnation. Christ taking on the form of man in order to save us. When was the last time that really hit me? Perhaps you can identify with me. Perhaps you, you know, for your family or for friends... You, you serve hard. You want Christmas to be a, a time of great joy in your household. And, and you do everything and you work really hard because you're longing for people to just have a great time. But actually, if you think about it, you've lost something of the joy of what we're celebrating. When was the last time you, you stood in awe and wonder at the fact that Jesus came as a baby, Emmanuel, God with us? And sometimes, you know, Christmas is, is a lot of it is about serving one another and caring for the needs of one another. But what I noticed in this story is that the, the angels weren't just communicating a message. They were communicating it out of a heart of worship and adoration. And so they can't keep the worship out of it. And those shepherds, when they look on the face of Jesus, they don't go, oh, I suppose we better go and tell some people. They're like... Ah! And off they go, and they go and tell everyone because they're in awe and they're in wonder. When you're preparing for Christmas, are you preparing out of a heart of, of, of worry, of fear that people won't be happy, of anxiety, of tradition? This is what I do. I've got to get all the presents ready. I've got to sort out all of the stuff. What is the heart of it? Is the heart out of a heart of awe and wonder? Because I, I, know, I don't know about you, but I, wanna, I want that to be where everything's coming from. That's where I want... So, so I'm like, God, how do I get that? How do I find a deeper sense of awe and wonder? And I've come to the conclusion, it's like, 
I've got to give some time to it. You give, you've got to give time to it, haven't you? In a few minutes' time, we're just going to spend some time worshipping. Actually, if the band fancy coming up, that would be wonderful. Um, but I just want to encourage you to create space as we prepare for Christmas, as we get ready for this amazing event, this celebration, that you actually find space in your daily routine, maybe, to just say, God, I thank you. Just show me something more of this amazing, this kind of awesome thing that you've done. Actually, I spent, I, I decided in, in preparation for today, I've, I felt stirred to not do any work on it until I'd, I'd just worshipped Jesus for about an hour and a half or something. And I felt this was really painful for me because the, the thing I really want to do is get on and work. But God said, no, keep worshipping, keep worshipping. And I genuinely, it was like, oh God, thank you for that. Because actually now I can, I can minister out of a, a place of awe and wonder. I know that I've been like, captivated by you. And I want to encourage us now. If you're, if you're serving, either serving your, your family or your friends, or you're serving at an event here at City Hope, could you stand a sec? I'd love to pray for you. Any capacity. I'm just going to pray for you as we enter this time of worship. <coughs> Father God, I pray for these, these men and women who, who serve in lots of different ways. Lord God, we, I just pray that this year, Christmas, would, there'd be a sense of awe and wonder given to them. Lord, just as those shepherds were amazed at what has happened and, and they served and they they. They shared and they worshipped out of a heart of awe and wonder. I pray for these people standing up, Lord, who are serving, who serve us as a church, who serve family, who serve friends. God, give them a, a glimpse of your glory. Lord, Christ with us, Emmanuel with us. I pray for that. Just be with them. I want to pray for people. If, you've, if you're anxious about Christmas for whatever reason, I just, you can either stand up as well. Or just put your hands up, I want to pray specifically for you. I felt as I was preparing that, Jesus remind me that the closest thing to tinsel on that first Christmas was the straw that he was lying in. I, I, want, I, want, I wanted uh, to remind you that the only, per, the only man, the only human being who's ever chosen where to be born was Emmanuel, God with us. And he didn't choose the extravagance that we kind of would expect from him. He chose a stable, a stable. It wasn't a second thought. It was a, I've chosen to be born here. There's a humility about it. And, um, and if, you've, if you're anxious at the moment about, you know, am I doing well enough? Am I, you know, am I serving God appropriately? Uh, you know, is he, is he going to be pleased? Are other people going to be pleased? I just, I just want you to see the humility of Christmas today. Be in awe and wonder of him, but actually, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Le let that lift off of you, because Christ came, and he's the one. He's the object of our affections. I was going to get a load of presents uh, for, uh, that my kids have had over the years, but most of them we've chucked away. <laughs> and we spend so much time and effort and money on thinking, and I'm not saying this is wrong, but 
but they're, they're passing and they're fleeting. But the one thing that endures forever is those angels are going to carry on worshipping God throughout eternity. Those shepherds are going to carry on worshipping God throughout eternity. And we're going to be carrying on worshipping God throughout eternity as well. Amen? Amen? So let's just spend some time. God, show us something awesome today. We want to adore you in Jesus' name. Amen.